Welcome to the Nature Reliance Podcast, where we explore the history and practical experience of the great outdoors and discover new ways to connect with nature. I'm Craig Cottle, your guide through the fascinating world of natural living and survival skills through experiential education and interviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nature Reliance School Online Membership, an immersive online learning experience designed for outdoor enthusiasts just like you. Are you passionate about the outdoors? Do you crave more knowledge about disaster readiness, wilderness survival, bushcraft, tracking, and nature awareness? If so, the Nature Reliance School online membership is your gateway to a community of like-minded individuals, all dedicated to learning and sharing essential outdoor skills. With the Nature Reliance School online membership, you get exclusive access to a wealth of resources, including expert-led tutorials, interactive webinars, and a library of engaging courses, downloadable books, and documents. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced outdoorsman, there's always something new to learn. So don't wait. Click on the link below to join the Nature Reliance School online membership today. Embrace the wilderness, enhance your skills, and become part of a community that values nature as much as you do. Now, let's dive into today's episode. For all things Nature Reliance School, go to naturereliance.org. There you can get a list of our upcoming courses, both in person and online. Again, naturereliance.org. Outdoor events can be interrupted by accidents at any time, and it just takes a split second for one to occur. Even seasoned individuals are not protected from them, and from time to time, we should all be reminded of safety procedures. Today's topic is just that. If you have spent any time hiking, camping, or homesteading, you understand how important knife use can be. Craig walks us through some safety tips in this podcast so we all can be safer and enjoy the outdoors. Hey all and welcome to another Nature Lines Media Podcast. Have a little bit of a what I hope is a stepping stone for Nature Reliance Media. Really need your feedback after this one for sure, because we've got some new microphones and we're trying them out. And this is the first one that I've recorded in which I'm using that new microphone. So as you listen in, if you notice anything, give us some feedback at info at naturereliance.org. That's info at naturereliance.org. Let us know what you think about the new microphones. We paid a a little bit more than we usually do on such things. We're trying to put some effort, time, money into making quality podcasts, and we desperately need your feedback to help us with that. Today, I have a, a super, what I would consider a super simple topic, but because I was teaching a class recently in which I had some really well-disciplined, very experienced outdoorsmen in class, and one of them cut his finger nearly off, I want to go ahead and do a podcast on some very fundamental knife safety issues. Not necessarily a big sexy topic, but it's an important topic without a doubt. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, I'm Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School. I get the good fortune of being the, the dude that does a lot of the podcasting here. You've probably heard Tracy introduce me. Tracy's another character of the Nature Reliance School family that you'll hear quite regularly. He teaches a lot of our coursework and particularly our Zoom classes. Check those out. Golly, we've got a bunch of Zoom classes up now, and we've had a tremendous good time and success in how those are going about. So check out the Zoom classes on the website. 
naturereliance.org. So, let's get into some knife safety. Here's the issue. I like to say this when I'm teaching classes, but it's simple, okay? More simple than it probably, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's as simple as this. There's typically, on most knives, on, on the typical knife, there's two parts of it that are have the possibility of being unsafe, the sharp side and the pointy side. If either one of those two parts of the knife are facing towards your body, you need to fix yourself. Now, I'm well aware that there's people with lots of experience that know how to use a knife, put themselves on the sharp side of the blade side of a knife at a, on times. I do it too, and I've done it, and I am doing everything I can to get out of the habit. I developed some bad habits as well. The reason I bring this up is because the gentleman that almost cut his finger off in a class recently, again, is probably one of the most experienced woodsmen I know. He really damaged himself pretty badly to the point that he'll probably have to have surgery on that finger to, to get any sense of use out of it again. But let's talk about some things on a personal level, and let's talk about them on a group level. Okay, first off, as far as a personal level is concerned, again, I, th I think the thing to go back to is to make sure that the sharp side and the pointy side are never towards your body. Here's some times where that can be problematic. If you have to drill a hole with a knife, meaning you use the tip of your blade to twist and turn and you create a hole in a stick, whether that is for a trapping situation or possibly maybe even a bow drill setup or something of that nature, create or have some sort of what's oftentimes called like a bushcraft anvil, meaning you have something that you place that material down onto before you drill it. A log is a good example. Uh, a log that's been cut with a chainsaw where there's two flat sides and you basically can sit it down, put your stick on top of it, drill the hole, and when you're drilling the hole, the point of the knife is away from you, drilling the hole into the anvil, if you will, or the log. If all you have is a dead tree and you're just actually bushcrafting or in survival, you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have a chainsaw cut log or you don't have a saw or anything of that nature, then just find a log or find a stump or find something. Well, oftentimes, I'll just drill right next to a tree, even a live tree, because the material that I'm drilling into is probably dead material, because that's normally how I do things. But I just don't drill into the live tree. But I have that basis of the tree there to give me the support, so I'm not drilling into my leg or not drilling into my hand or something of that nature. The next thing I think that comes up more than anything on a personal level is the idea of the best knife, well, You've heard it said before that the most dangerous knife in the world is a dull knife, and that's absolutely positively true. I actually really like that. I'm not a big fan of a lot of cliches, but I'm a big fan of that one, no doubt. When you have a dull knife, you have the tendency to want to put extra effort into it, not pay attention to safety, push it or pull it in such a way that it's just you're putting extra effort into it, whereas... If you had a sharp knife, it would take a lot less effort, lost a lot less push or pull. Blade stays where it's supposed to be. It doesn't slip. It doesn't go too far. Those are the big things that I would consider as it relates to just personal fundamental use of a knife. Secondly, let's think about this. It's real simple to want to use a knife for what it's not intended for, meaning using a knife as like a chopping tool or a hatchet. Not a big fan of that at all. I'm a big fan of having a hatchet or an axe, or whatever, instead of using a knife or something that wasn't intended to be used for. 
So again, that's one of the things I tried to emphasize when I designed the Shamanese, the Nature Reliance School school knife, the primary knife, the big one. That uh, and I say the big one and the primary knife because the second knife is on its way for those that are interested. It's it's way down the line in development, so be looking for that. But with that said, the thing that comes up more than anything is that people use knives as small hatchets and chopping and, and stuff of that nature. I'm not saying some light duty chopping's not in order for a knife, but one of the things you can't do well with a Chamonix, for example, is you can't chop with it because it's so light. Because I wanted a knife that people felt comfortable carrying all day long, utilizing all day long, and didn't have the issues that come up with carrying a big old honking knife, what I call a big old honking knife, right? Big old heavy thing. So find the right tool for the job. Another one that comes up is the edge of the blade. So this goes with blade choice. I've heard for years now that people have to have a serrated blade to cut rope, and that has absolutely never made sense to me. I don't understand. Uh, I'm not a big fan of serrations. I don't really see any need for that whatsoever. One of the things that, again, we would like to focus our attention on is simply having a sharp knife. If you have a sharp knife, you can cut cordage with it. It's just that simple. If your knife is dull, you might need a serrated to saw through it. I don't. I really don't understand that. Now, let's go discuss a few things as it relates to working with others. This is something that happens, particularly, you know, the, the Boy Scouts of America do a good job of this. I don't really know how the Girl Scouts do this. Uh, I've taught a bunch of Girl Scouts, and I've taught a lot of Boy Scouts, and it's been... It's been a while, though, and I can't remember exactly how the Girl Scouts communicate this. But I, but I like this aspect, which is called the blood circle, which is you put your arms out to your side. The people that are around you put their arms out to their sides, and nobody should be able to touch each other when you're using a knife. So that if the knife slips, and quite frankly, when it slips, because material is just unpredictable. When you're cutting wood, sometimes you'll run into a knot or you run into a spot of dead wood in a what you considered a live tree or vice versa, and it just slips on through. And so these things, you can mitigate the risk and utilize your knife properly, obviously, but sometimes it just happens. And so having people outside your blood circle is going to be important. I really like that. It's one of the few things that I'm a big fan of that the scouts teach. Um and I'm not knocking the scouts, I'm not saying it at all. It's just there's some things I don't understand. Like I think a a fixed blade knife is safer than a folder. And they feel just the opposite of me on that. So but that's it. Uh, one of the things that we do in our classes that has really mitigated a lot of issues is what we call tool in the air. What I mean by that is because particularly like in a bushcraft class, we'll be using saws and axes and knives. Survival class, we'll be using a lot of knives and occasionally an axe or a saw. And in those courses, you've got sometimes 25 people in a small section of the woods building shelters or whatever it is that we're building. They're using all these tools. So one of the things that we do, and again, this is a class setting. Okay, this is not something I would suggest you do in your family unless you just see that it's really useful. I can really see this being useful for your kids. But anytime a person picks up a tool to use it, swing it, cut it, cut something, slice something, they say tool in the air. And the people that are around them say tool in the air. Number one, it's just a warning, if you will, to everyone around you that, hey, I'm getting ready to use this tool. And then the people that are around you acknowledge that they heard you and they understand. And people that didn't hear it, 
get to hear other people going two in the air and therefore, you know, in a group setting, we don't have anybody walking into somebody's axe accidentally or something of that nature. Now, again, that's a class setting, but it works. It really works. And last but not least, what I wanted to cover, some real fundamentals as it relates to just, I guess it's ethics and more than anything else, it's just a safety issue. But ethics and safety really get mixed up. And I think it's a good thing, quite frankly, that they get mixed up when it comes to gun and knife safety, for example. But you just never want to lay a knife down on the ground. I know a lot of survival schools have these things that they do, like they take your knife and you got to dance and sing and I don't know, all this stupid stuff that, quite frankly, I think is humiliating to get your knife back. And maybe there's a time for that, but we don't do it that way at Nature Reliance School. We don't like to humiliate our students. That's not something that we're big fans of. We uh, we like to build people up, put them in stressful situations, let them overcome their fears and stuff of that nature rather than humiliating. One of the things that you can do, particularly as you're mentoring or raising children, is to get you know, like a Mora knife, for example. Mora knife makes sheaths that are fluorescent orange. That way, it's really easy for you to get a really quick eyeball when a child has placed a knife on the ground. Or if you're mentoring or educating or teaching older adults, it doesn't matter who it is, actually. Just walk around. I say things like, I don't want to see that knife on the ground again. It usually ends there. Quite frankly, I don't have to humiliate my students to be able to to get the message across because people are adults. <laughs> so just figure out a way that works for you, that when you're mentoring and you're teaching other people, that you, they get the opportunity to realize that, hey, I should put my knife in a sheath, for one, and number two, I should never put it on the ground. So if it's not in use, it's going to be in a sheath and it's going to be on a belt or it's going to be in a pack or it's going to be in a pocket or something of that nature so that nobody accidentally steps on it, you don't accidentally fall on it or something along those lines. So yeah, this has been a, you know, a real simple, but again, partially my mistake. I'll take ownership anytime somebody gets hurt in a class. This guy could have been teaching the class that I was teaching. Quite frankly, from my perspective, I gave him a little freedom that I, I wouldn't have normally, you know, I would normally give a person that was new a, a safety speech, but I just put him to work because he came from, quite frankly, I trusted I trusted his background because he came from another school. I'll just put the way I'm not trying to be mean spirited. I learned that I couldn't do that. Moving forward, I'll, I'll I'll do a better job of that myself. But it came up knife safety, so I wanted to give it an opportunity to talk about a few things. If this is something that helps you, then uh, take this information, share it with your scouts, share it with groups that you mentor or educate, whether it's your children or kids at school or kids at at a church or wherever it is that you get an opportunity to mentor and educate people that are new to the outdoors, whether they're children or adults, so they can be safer, so they don't get hurt, and they go back again and again and again and again. This is Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School, with our brand new microphones. Please send me some feedback, info at naturereliance.org. Many thanks to Tracy Tremble for editing the podcast and offering the intros and the outros and all that kind of good stuff. I'm Y'all need to send me an email or two, and I'll forward them on to Tracy about getting him back on because he needs to record himself a podcast too. So send me an email on that as well. Thanks for joining us always. Appreciate the support in the many different ways that you support us. And pass this on. Do us a favor. Send it on. I'm sure Tracy's getting ready to tell you that right now. Please do your best to share this with somebody else that you know will benefit from it. As always with Nature Reliance School and Nature Reliance Media here, 
on the Nature Reliance Media Podcast. Come on, join in. Let's learn together. If you like these podcasts and want to help out, there are two free and simple ways of doing that. Number one, hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That really helps us out. Number two, share. If you know someone, family or friend, that might be interested in this podcast, please share. If you can share our announcements on Facebook, that would be great as well. Now until the next episode, get out and enjoy the outdoors. And that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Nature Reliance Podcast. I hope today's journey has inspired you to explore and connect with the natural world in new and exciting ways. Before I say goodbye, remember to check out the Nature Reliance School online membership. If today's episode sparked your interest in wilderness skills and outdoor adventures, this online community is the perfect place for you to start or continue your journey. You can currently sign up for a year for only $99 and get two months for free. Click the link below to discover a world of expert-led courses, engaging content, and a vibrant community eager to share their knowledge and experiences. Whether you're starting your outdoor journey or looking to deepen your existing skills, the Nature Reliance School online membership is here to guide you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe for more adventures and share this podcast with your fellow nature enthusiasts. Until next time, come on, join in. Let's learn together.